1: Warning. Hello? Oh, hello, hi. Warning. Okay. This is We Are Starting a Cult, obviously. Hello. That is true, hey.
0: That's Jake over there. It's me, Jake, and that's Grant. Yep. Um, Mitch is here in the room.
1: I am throwing out a verbal warning immediately for this episode, mostly for for two big reasons, okay? First and foremost, this is a very uh, different episode than I'd say anything we've covered in the past, sort of related to things we do, but it's... It's got a lot more uh, actual this visual things to it's go. It's got everything on. you're looking for, um, as well as this is a very I would argue hot button topic um, for many different reasons, um, including you know government affiliation, um, gun laws, things like that. So th- this is if there's any episode we've ever done that will ruffle your feathers on a more personal level. Uh, it'll probably be this one.
0: Yeah, more than likely.
1: But uh, fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah, so anyways, fucking
0: shut it off and uh, fuck yourself. Yeah, move on with that? your
1: fucking life and go do something. You know, That's Just what figure doing.
0: it out on your own time.
1: Anyways, we're back.
0: Yeah, we're back. And before we go any farther into this crazy, weird episode we're doing, I'd like to shout out a fan. Oh, a do fan it. A fan by name. it's. Uh, Bust Sh- it down. Shawnee Stott. Shawnee. Shawnee. Like Pawnee, the place from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, exactly. That fake town. She's just like that fake town. Okay. okay. Yeah. She's awesome. She's always sending us good, nice uh, words of encouragement. Maybe some suggestions. She, she's just very nice. She is truly in the upper echelons. Yes, thank All you. Right? We, so we thank you, Shawnee. It.
1: We get we get like a very very small fan base of people that like to interact with us. And we're very grateful for you guys, because it's just nice. Yeah, it's talk very, to us. I'll
0: say your name.
1: It's very heartfelt. It's very sweet. Um, but I don't want to fuck up. That. I'm going to pull it up right now. We have another one, too. Um, more of a, a regular. Was that on Instagram, or was that on Twitter? It's
0: also Instagram. Again, Instagram is the best place you can probably find us. Okay, I
1: was going to say, I know we get. I don't know. Where I just
0: now logged into the Twitter account, because we were locked out of it for so long. And I tweeted, and nothing happened. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to stick with Instagram. But well, Twitter's
1: um, still there. Yeah, Twitter's still present for you guys. Um yeah. Shawnee, we definitely appreciate it. Um or Shanny, I don't want to say. It's Shawnee, name, dude. Right.
0: She she put the ac- exact pronunciation after I asked if I could shout her out.
1: Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, Shawnee. we definitely uh, we definitely definitely appreciate it and love it. We also have I'm going to fuck this up cuz I don't think I confirmed the details of this name. Okay. Um remotely at all. But um is a long, long time fan uh, going back to last year um Allison last name that I don't won't say for private reasons.
0: Yeah, we didn't ask her. But um, Allison, you know who you are.
1: Come yeah, on. so we you know you guys we get some messages um, you know who I haven't heard from in a while?
0: Schmo, Mr. Schmo, Joe
1: fucking Schmo, dude. Joe, if you're out there, how you doing, buddy? I'm just worried yeah, about, going, like, day-to-day dude? life. I'm hoping you're doing
0: well. Dude, he wanted to send us something, and uh, we didn't have a P.O. box. And we looked into that, but then we just never followed through. And the same thing happened with Shawnee. She wants to send us something, so maybe we'll have to get a P.O. Yeah, box. Yeah, we're going to have to. I, at I, some point I, soon. I didn't
1: think we'd ever get to a point where people would want to, like, willingly send us things. People like us, dude. It's fucking um, crazy. But yeah, you guys are great, um, Mr. Schmo or Mrs. Schmo. I I don't I don't know schmo yeah Schmo. Um, definitely let me know that you're alive and you're doing all right if you still listen to the show because. Uh, we miss you. We miss you, buddy.
0: Also, Gabriel, if you still listen, yeah, dude. Let's know, dude. Gabriel helped us out with the Bob Burdella episode. Yeah, a lot he did. of the research there. That was
1: a good guy. We we enjoyed your company. It was Fantastic
0: fun. individual. All these folks.
1: And I, I don't want to not include other fans because sometimes I just don't remember names. These are just like... off the top of our head. Yeah, I mean. exactly. But if, talk to us. We'll we'll mention if you. we forgot you. Yell at us via DM, and we will correct the mistake. Yeah, it's gonna. It, we will do that because we appreciate you guys. It's
0: truer than anything has ever been.
1: But yeah, so we are going to be talking about the events of the Las Vegas shooting at the Route 91 Harvest Festival.
0: Yeah, most recent thing I think we've ever talked about. Yeah, 2017, probably, Man, fucking five years ago.
1: Probably, and I. I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. Um, I'll get into it after we kind of go over the events. I'll go over, like, my source, um, sources, and where I'll link all that stuff later. But I do want to say this. Um, I'm sure that most of you are familiar with this. If you're listening to this show, chances are you were at least alive long enough to be made aware of what happened on that day and, like, the events of that day. Yeah. Um, I am going to go ahead and say this right now. Unless you are a Las Vegas shooting researcher, which I'm not confident that our fans truly are, because I feel like we would have been told about this a while ago. Or they
0: just want to make it completely anonymous and not even risk sending True. that through the email to startocult at gmail.com, where you can totally send that stuff.
1: True. I, I'm going to say this. This is one of those episodes. If we've ever had an episode that has will be or has been flagged or will be removed from platforms... It's going to be this one. So if you get this one, definitely, definitely, definitely download it so you have it for good.
0: Download it, copy it, put it on a floppy disk.
1: Um, If it gets deleted uh, or taken down... I save all the files so I have it, and I will just keep putting this bitch up until it stays. Yeah,
0: we're not necessarily breaking any new ground, so that might not happen. But who fucking knows? Because a lot of weird shit it is going it's, on with the internet and weird. this story specifically.
1: But yeah, so why don't we um, just get into
0: it? Yeah, so I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna go through uh, just a basic outline of what happened, the guy so who supposedly did it, and then we're gonna take it from there. All right, so. All right, the Las Vegas shooting. The infamous Las Vegas shooting of 2017 remains the deadliest mass shooting in the United States in United States history committed by a single individual. Whether it really was a single individual, we'll, it's kind of up in the air. We'll talk about it that It wasn't. Later. We'll talk about that later, yeah. Uh, I also don't think it was. 64-year-old Stephen Paddock, using a mini arsenal he'd acquired, murdered 60 people and injured 411 and the uh, panic that ensued brought that injury count up to 867. That's a lot of fucking people. That's yes. so many people. Can you imagine that many people in a room, and then all of them are either dead or injured?
1: No, I can't.
0: <laughs> You've never been in that room? No, 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 You've no. You've never no. been in a room like that? Uh, we spend our weekends differently. This is a unique episode in a way, right? Because uh, we've never really covered a mass shooter but like with other true crime episodes i'm going to start with the life of mr paddock all right at least what i could find and go from there
1: yeah it's not super uh descriptive there's not a lot of no there's not a lot he's kind of just like an average guy you know yeah in
0: a way there's he's got some quirks though don't we Um, all we all got a little something we're all a little just so stupid weird you know uh, Stephen Craig Paddock. He was born on April 9th of nineteen fifty-three to Benjamin Paddock and Dolores Hudson in uh, Clinton, Iowa. All right, so he's an Iowan. Iowan. An I, I- Iowan. Iowan. He's an island. Uh, so he was the oldest of four brothers in the family. For the most of uh, Paddock's childhood, lived in Tucson, Arizona, and then later in Sun Valley neighborhood of Los Angeles, okay, California. His father Benjamin wasn't around for much of his life, um, however, because he, when he was seven, when Stephen was seven, in 1960, his father was arrested for robbing banks—a little uh, little heister there. Uh he went on—he uh, went to prison. Right? It makes sense. That's just what happens. Only to escape in 1969, landing him a spot on the FBI's most wanted list. Okay. So this guy's dad was a, a federal criminal. Uh, this being said, Stephen basically grew up uh, as the oldest son of a single mother. All right, so we, we all know people like that, single mothers. Yeah, we
1: do. They're, they're you know, very present. They're in the all country. around. They're
0: doing great. They're doing everything they can. Uh, so, fun throwback for our Hollow Earth episode. Stephen Paddock went to Richard E. Byrd Middle School. How fun. Isn't that fun? Maybe he's just going into the earth there. Yeah, who would have thought that, huh? It's, it was, I I audibly gasped. Alone when I saw this, uh, so he then went on to John H. Francis Polytechnical Polytechnic. I don't know high school, and he graduated in nineteen seventy one, and then he went to California State University, where he earned a degree in business administration in nineteen seventy seven. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Somewhat uh, during his college career and for a year afterward, Paddock worked as a mailman for the U.S. Postal Service. Nice. Represent. A job classically, you know, associated with people going insane. Uh in Newman. The, yeah, right? So in 1978, he went on to work for the IRS, those people that take our money, as an agent until uh, 1984. Okay. Right? And after which he worked as a defense contract audit agency auditor. Uh, for one year before working as an international auditor for a company, later merging with Lockheed Martin for three years.
1: Yep, yep, that's a big one. So a lot of,
0: a lot of uh key players here. A lot of
1: strange connections here.
0: Yeah, the IRS. dude. Fucking ta- how, how? Did you do your taxes yet? Yeah. How how is the how's the return? Is it positive? Is it a good amount? It's extremely positive. Good lord, I owed the government a single dollar. See. That's the A perks. single fucking dollar.
1: That's the perks of not making a lot of money is that once a year they give me a nice check.
0: Well, I get tips of my paycheck, so I think that's what fucked me. Yeah, that happens. It was my return and then what I ha- owed, it was a dollar. It was you imagine if I went to jail for not giving them a dollar?
1: I heard that's what happened to MC Hammer. They took everything from him.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it was this the state that I owed, the federal that I got the return, bitch. Yeah there's nothing okay yeah 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 so i owed him a dollar i sent it to him Was hilarious anyway uh where was i hey irs lockheed martin so uh fucking as one could surmise from these jobs paddock did pretty well for himself right and he owned multiple houses in san fernando valley area of california
1: san fernando san
0: fernando valley as well as two apartment buildings in Hawthorne, California, and an apartment complex in Mesquite, Texas. So he had a lot of property. He's investing his money well. Seems like he's uh, rich. From one of his apartment complexes alone, he earned an annual income of roughly $500,000 a year. Okay. So he's swimming in it. All right. He later went on to sell that complex for $6 million profits. Six million dollars profit. Wow. All right. Uh so he had a good hunk of change at any given point in his life for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh what what else about this guy? Um He was married twice. Uh oh, ended up, good for him. Yeah, he ended up getting divorced from both of them, but uh but he stayed in good terms with them, you know. a, a nice even-keel separation, but uh, he lived all around the South in the 2000s, right? Texas to California to a retirement community in Melbourne, Florida. Eventually to re- a retirement home uh, in Mesquite, Nevada. Not Mesquite, Texas, like I mentioned earlier. I uh, like a lot I of like mesquites.
1: M- I like mesquite chicken. That's always good. I've never had that. What is it? Oh, it's, it's just seasoned. I don't know. They say it's mesquite like a Texas seasoning. thing. I don't fucking know what it is, but it's good. I like it.
0: I want to try it. Uh, If you have any mesquite seasoning out there, send it to our P.O. box. We don't have yet. Yeah, let us know how to to Email us about that. Maybe it'll kick us into gear. I want that chicken. Uh, And, you know, he moved to Nevada. Uh, Yeah, that was the retirement home. He ended up in Mesquite, Nevada. And uh, moving there was definitely, like, a strategic move for his hobbies Uh because this guy played video poker like it was his fucking job. Yeah, he was a big it was insane. Gambler. Like, he would literally dump over a half a million dollars into a machine in one night. A lot of the time, just to get the perks of the casino that go along with spending that much money. Like, free rooms, free food, like, privileges like that. Hey,
1: that's genius. You get some good shit from there. But it costs, like, a
0: half a million dollars. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Um, all right, so. And he can afford it. You know, as we said earlier, like, he's got a shit ton of money. Okay. And uh, he and his girlfriend, uh, they were going lavish trips and cruises almost constantly all around the world. Uh, Paddock even had his pilot's license and owned two small planes. So this guy was, like, living large. He he did very well for himself.
1: Yeah, this guy was... Uh, Until the thing we're talking about. As the kids but... say, he was swimming in dough. Those are probably <laughs> the kids who like the fucking safety. <laughs> oh. like a,
0: a very uh, vivid, not memories but just visions of like a pizzeria yeah like you know just like no. that's how you do it you, you gotta put the little finger holes in it you know
1: are you talking about like pizza or like oh i'm talking what? about pizza
0: okay you don't like pizza dough
1: i mean i like it when it's fucking done and there's shit on it for me
0: no you gotta eat it when it's like taffy
1: like raw and it's just fucking flour in, like some fucking water yeah no
0: no yeah it's it's taffy dough. No, no, no! Get that out of here. Dip it in marinara. Come Get on. Out of my
1: fucking face. Yeah,
0: fuck you. All right. So, um, here, What else we got? Uh, he owned two small planes. So this guy was ultimately ultimately a success his whole life and was spending his retirement living it up. Uh, but much like most self-made richer men, uh, he was not without his quirks. All right. He was an avid atheist. And would, would blame bad things that would happen on his Catholic girlfriend's beliefs. <laughs>
1: that dumb Catholic woman. So so, he,
0: so he's an atheist, but he believes the fact that his girlfriend is a Catholic, some sort of power is causing bad things to happen. Some sort of maybe higher power. Anyway, uh, he, he didn't associate uh, with any political party, at least out loud, but there were some times when he was... He was Uh, He was heard speaking of his distaste for the government, right? Okay. He was an avid believer that uh, Waco and Ruby Ridge were travesties, you know, to the citizens involved, which is true, Uh, voicing his, uh, you know, hatred to meddling government involvement. He was also overheard once, more than once, I guess, stating that Hurricane Katrina uh, that disaster acted as a dry run for the government to bust in doors and take guns from the citizens.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So he's got some wild ideas that might not be too far-fetched. So who knows? He's just a rich guy who's thinking. All right?
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: In his last months leading up to the shooting, Paddock was drinking heavily day in and day out. He was pouring it all on top of Uh, uh So he, you know... <laughs> this paired with his high rolling gambling lifestyle made for some bouts of depression and overall despondence. Yeah, okay. So he was kind of just like a walking corpse of a man. Uh yeah, you know, alright, so in the year leading up to the shooting. Alright, so from October twenty sixteen to late September of twenty seventeen, Paddock was doing a little shopping. Alright, he's shopping around. In that time he purchased roughly fifty five firearms.
1: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's almost one for every week of the year. Um, Almost all of them rifles, okay? And this was on top of the 29 firearms that he had already had uh, that mostly consisted of shotguns and handguns. So he had a a lot of fucking guns. Many of the 55 new rifles were equipped with bump stocks, uh, an accessory for rifles that modify them to act as automatic.
1: Yes, and that that'll that's something we'll talk about a little a bit key later. Thing for later, uh, yeah. we will certainly get into that. So, if you're uh, no matter how you feel about guns, be ready for some gun talk in this.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about guns. I don't know anything about guns. I'm relying on you for that. Grant.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've taught myself uh, a little bit. I've picked up some knowledge over the years from like Georgie yeah. and other gun enthusiasts that I know. Um, believe it or not uh, like where I work uh, people are very knowledgeable about guns as well
0: well you kind of have to be it's kind of a dangerous area
1: um so it I've, you know I've just picked up little things here and there but I did do uh, some personal YouTube research just to understand more so i didn't sound completely naive yeah and have somebody that's like really into guns be like uh that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about yeah no i yeah. still don't know what i'm talking about but it'll be a little bit better you know
0: yeah you'll be able to flex that muscle when we get to yeah, it yeah
1: a little yeah. bit a little bit yeah
0: so after acquiring all these guns and insane amounts of ammunition paddock bought his filipino girlfriend a surprise trip to her homeland that's that's a little home country right it's like go back home get away from me get out of here so this uh, this was like two weeks before the shooting and once she was there paddock wired her a hundred thousand dollars and was like you need to buy a house just just buy a house there stay there put your family in it it's gonna be amazing so uh for the remaining time leading up to the day of the massacre paddock was drinking heavily and fucking prostitutes in Vegas. hell yeah yeah great fantastic but he wasn't just living it up like he was gonna die. He was also preparing. All right. On September 25th, Paddock checked into the Mandalay Bay Hotel and requested a room that would overlook the Route 91 Harvest Festival a week from then. Yes, sir. Specifically, uh, he was then seen bringing ten shooting range bags into his room along with a laptop. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few days later, on September 29th, Paddock moved into the additional suite connected to his room. So, we had two rooms now.
1: Busted that open. Okay.
0: Busted right open. Okay. So, October 1st, 2017. We're about to get into it, okay? October 1st, 2017, the Harvest Music Festival is going on on Route 91, just below Paddock's room. Okay? It's nighttime. It seems like it would be a fun time regardless of your music taste. Who knows?
1: Yes. I want to paint a quick picture here just for those to visualize what we're seeing. Um, so if you're looking at a map, I want you to... We'll post this picture online as well because I have it. But if you're looking at a map, in the center of the map would be the concert venue, like the, the roped off area for the, the strip, show. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be that. Uh, just to the north of that would be the road that the Strip is on. Was it Las Vegas Avenue? Um, so that's the Strip. Below that is you're off the Strip. And then right to the right, like kind of the bottom right corner of that map, and the bottom right corner of the venue is where Mandalay Bay Casino is, directly um, outside of the venue's fence. Yeah. So it's it's kind of tucked away in the corner of that map overlooking the venue. Okay. Cool. Just a visual for you. Yeah,
0: no, that's good. That's useful. And again, I just want to reiterate before I go on that this is the story. That's the official story that you can easily find online. Yes. Okay, we're gonna pick it apart a little later. Paddock has set up a baby monitor camera on the dirty room service cart outside of his room. All right, so as to have an eye, you know, right outside of his door. Uh, he then screwed the door shut, and at nine fifty nine, hotel security guard Jesus Campos comes to the room for an unrelated reason and finds the door to be screwed shut. And he's like, well, that's not supposed to be like that. We have wait, locks. Wait a minute. We have locks for this. You don't need to vandalize our door. So Paddock sees this on the hidden camera, shoots through the door, and he clips Campos in the leg. All right. he, he's shot a man in the leg. Uh, so uh, Paddock then supposedly used a hammer to break out the windows in his room. After doing so at 10.05 p.m., He begins firing down into the enormous crowd of people, all right? It starts off with single shots and then quickly switches to rapid firing and short, frequent bursts. Yes. This gunfire lasts for a full 10 minutes. Endless gunfire, okay, Mm -hmm. before ceasing. Paddock had fired over 1,000 rounds, about 35 of which he shot through the door of the hotel room.
1: Yeah, so he did pivot just a little bit, you know, just to get some shots off the other way. Yeah, he's like, make sure I don't get stopped. the majority were aiming downwards, what, roughly 30 floors? Yeah. Into a crowd of what I at least one source said about nine to 10,000 people.
0: Yeah, but it, actually, exactly, 3.5% of the bullets went through his door. Everything else went out the window. There you go. All right, so he took the lives of 60 people that day. All right, and he injured eight hundred and sixty-seven yeah. before turning one of the many guns on himself, shooting himself in the mouth.
1: Yeah, which the important distinction here is that the gun that was used to kill himself was a thirty-eight yeah, Smith so and Wesson, a thirty-eight Smith and Wesson handgun. Um, this will come into play later, so that he it turned will. that on himself. It's believed that he, if if you want the visual. Um, he put it in his mouth, aimed upwards to the roof of his mouth, like they tell you not to do, yeah. and pulled the trigger. Yeah,
0: he uh, he washed his mouth out with a uh, revolver.
1: Yeah, and it was with a thirty-eight, so that will annihilate you. You're done. Yeah,
0: not very much so. Too loud, too. So loud, those guns. Oh, God, I absolutely. shot Georgie's. Immediately, I went just just no hearing at all. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. I should have had earplugs in at that time. Yeah,
1: how funny. That's like exactly what Georgie's first gun got was. Yeah, 38 special, yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't don't quote me if it was a Smith & Wesson, I'm sure he will tell me. Same caliber. But yeah, That's, it was exactly a revolver yeah. handheld small snub nose pistol. That was, <laughs>
0: that was so fucking loud. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, uh it, t- it took over an hour for police and SWAT to clear the 32nd floor of the hotel. Of the other civilians, right? So, after they did, at 11.20, an hour and five minutes later, uh, police breached the door of Paddock's room, which is room 32-135. Yeah. All right? So, uh, using explosives. They they put some explosives up there. They're like, we're coming in. And after which, they discovered his dead body and a slew of guns littered everywhere. The responding officers claimed that they were literally tripping over guns. Mm -hmm. All right, so there was... Supposedly, 14 AR-15s, eight AR-10s, one Ruger bolt-action, and a thirty eight revolver. All right, it's right. a lot of fucking guns, all right? Yeah. Uh, he had multiple high-capacity magazines with some rifles. Uh, some rifles had bipods, all right? And all of the 14 AR-15s were equipped with bump stocks. Yes, they bump were. Bump stocks again. So, also in the room were a few interesting things. Alright, so scribbled calculations in an attempt to make his shooting more accurate, you know, just like he's trying to figure out the physics. He he was like he was looking at the, the length of like a certain point outside of his window and he's like trying to do the what's it called? The uh Like the wind the test the hypotenuse of that, you know?
1: Yeah, and then like the you know, like the old what the movie was that Enemy at the Gates Oh, they like yeah. lick their finger and like hold up the, like wind trajectory. Uh we're gonna. It's like I know angles. exactly what to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so he had a bunch of scribbles. Uh, he had multiple cell phones, multiple laptops, and it's said that child porn was found on one of these laptops' hard drives. And it's also claimed that some of the laptops didn't have hard drives. So I, who, who fucking knows? I know we're waiting. Um,
1: I have to jump in here. For no, yeah, there was. Thing.
0: I don't think there was child porn. It's kind of like the Franklin cover up. It's yeah. it, it's like the Dave Chappelle like sprinkle a little crack on it. It's like it, this is the government's version of that. It's, it's just child
1: porn. We were talking about this earlier. It's quite literally exactly what they did to the private investigator's plane when it crashed uh, in that field during the Franklin cover-up scandal. Yeah. Where they found literal pictures, like, Polaroid pictures of child pornography. Even though he was in an airplane, his private airplane with his 10-year-old son, I don't think he just had Polaroids stashed they in They were the everywhere. Carryout. It was,
0: like, thousands of photographs.
1: Um, and this is, again, it's just another way to kind of... Bite away at the character of Stephen Patty. Well, yeah, because like we know the actual story.
0: People who are into child porn, there's no coming back from that, right? <laughs> there's no like retribution for you. Um, all right, so so yeah, there's a little porn in there, so they say. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, laptops didn't have hard drives. Some of them didn't have hard drives. Isn't that so weird? Either way, the content of these hard drives has been kept from the public to this day. Yeah. And a weird thing about these cell phones... All right, so in Paddock's room, a very specific type of cell phone charger was found. And it was not compatible with any of the cell phones recovered from the scene. And it's actually meant for a very specific type of cell phone used almost exclusively by those in the intelligence community of the government. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fucking just weird? Just a little bit. So strange. On top of these things uh, discovered in the room... Ammonium nitrate, often used for makeshift bombs, was found in the trunk of his car, along with 1,600 additional rounds and 50 pounds of tannerite, which is often used for explosive targets at gun ranges. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the fucking story that we're all fed about this.
1: Yeah, so let me... We're going to get into some weird shit here. This is where... There's a lot. This is where feathers may be ruffled, so prepare yourselves for this. Because here... Before we get into it, I want to visually explain to you what we're dealing with. So, going back to my map analogy, the Las Vegas Strip is a four-mile strip of road that goes uh, north to south or south to north, either
0: way. Yeah, depends um, on which way you're going. Yeah,
1: when you're looking at it from a map, that like the above-view map, that's what we're talking here. So, on one corner of the map, and that is the southern corner is Mandalay Bay. That's the last resort that is technically considered, like, the Strip. Um, Immediately next to it, you have uh, the Delano, and then you have the Four Seasons. So, like, I guess you could say those are on the Strip, but those are within spinning distance of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, you know, the stereotypical sign. Yeah, the
0: classic, iconic thing. So
1: then we're going to go all the way back up to the North End, okay? So the North End is where sort of like the bigger things are, like the more notable ones, I should say. Um, Like Circus Circus is up there, Sahara, um, Treasure Island. Then you start getting a little bit more like center north of the map, and that's where like the Mirage, Caesars Palace, the Flamingo. So we're talking a good chunk of walking distance to get to different locations. Yeah, I'd say. Um, So keep in mind that for this purpose – Mandalay Bay, where the events of the day are happening, are on the extreme far end of the strip, pretty much away from the majority of the rest of the strip. And for those of you that haven't been to Vegas, I think it's it's very imperative to understand this.
0: That would be me. I'm I'm the only one in this room.
1: There are sidewalks, obviously, so you can walk down the whole strip. But as far as crosswalks go, there's so many people in Vegas that they don't have... Typical crosswalks, like you would see, you know, in downtown Chicago, New York.
0: Yeah, jaywalking is pretty much encouraged there, so I hear.
1: No, well, it is, but it's also like the way it's done. Everything is walking bridges. So if there's like a main intersection that you need to cross, you would take the escalator or the elevator up to the platform, walk across the bridge, and then back down. All so right. j- just keep that in mind as far as navigating on foot the entire Las Vegas Strip would take significant amount of time. Yeah. Especially on a packed night with a music festival. I'm sure certain like walkways were rerouted for this. Probably. So keep in mind that the traveling through the casinos, are it's very difficult. Now, there are some casinos that are connected to each other, but for the purposes of walking the whole strip, they don't all connect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have a list. I have a list of 43... Provable facts about this case that do not line up with the original story. So before I begin, I want to give credit to the YouTube personality, Mindy Robinson. I'm gonna link the video in the description below. Um if you'd like to check it out, because every single fact that I'm going to tell you is corroborated with either official police report footage or actual footage where you can see what we're talking about. And have all of this confirmed with your own eyes. Yeah. Okay. Hard
0: evidence. Audio, visual, everything.
1: And so keep that in mind that these I'm not just saying things that are conjecture. I will I will let you know when I'm saying things that are opinion or personal yeah. belief.
0: I'm pretty sure yeah, you said you were gonna put a link to that in the in the thing below, right? Yeah, there'll yeah.
1: be a link. So if you guys want to check out the video, you can see exactly what I'm talking about with the evidence to support that as well. Nice. Okay, so we shall begin. Um, Now, keep in mind, right now, this is a little bit jumbled and out of order, but I will get to the timestamps later. So is this whole case, man. Let's Um, just do it. So, on the same night of the shooting, there's a police call that was recorded and actually uploaded. You could hear it on the video that I'm talking about. Okay. Stating that there were gunshots in the back parking lot of the Flamingo Casino. A citizen that was staying at the casino at the time found a gun in the parking lot and turned it into the security desk. This was while the shooting was going on at Mandalay Bay. Found a gun. And for those of you that don't know, like I said, Flamingo is a little bit, uh, it's much more north of Mandalay Bay. It's sort of in the, I wouldn't want to say dead center. It's in the north central part of the strip. Okay. Okay. Um it's not quite the dead center, but it's it's far far enough away to where this is an unrelated event. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. So on this same night, and keep in mind this was later, this was after 11 p.m. Parts of Planet Hollywood, which is right next door to Paris, which is about dead center on the strip. Okay. Um So again,
0: far away from Mandalay.
1: A bar, a restaurant and parts of the casino floor were evacuated for an active shooter in the building corroborated by video footage of people being evacuated from Planet Hollywood. Um, The Cosmopolitan, which is a little bit more center um, on one of those walkways, like I was saying, between the streets. Yeah. There was a man in a black hoodie with an assault rifle standing on the bridge aiming it into the street at the Cosmopolitan.
0: Good fucking Lord.
1: Um, Around the venue where the concert was occurring, they found multiple different caliber bullets. We're talking assault rifle, handguns, heavy caliber, kind of lower caliber. They found all different varieties of bullet casings on the ground.
0: Well, Even the fact that they would find that nowhere near Mandalay Bay is just like, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, this is where things start to get a little bit weird. Um, there was a helicopter that this is corroborated in two different ways, and I'm going to talk about this again in a, in a minute. Okay. Um, But this is confirmed by air traffic control and video footage that there were three helicopters that flew over the concert venue, turned off all their lights, and stalled the engines so that they were floating there silently above the venue. Okay. Keep in mind, what's weird about this, on air traffic control, they turned off all of their transponders 15 minutes before the shooting began.
0: So that would put it at 9.50.
1: They were not on radar. They were just hovering stealthily above the concert venue. And they would not turn their transponders on again until after 11 p.m.
0: Good lord. Um, Yeah, there were a lot of uh, people in the crowd, survivors, that said that they heard and saw helicopters moving around during the actual shooting.
1: Yes. Um this is this is not typically a fact. I mean, this is a fact. There's no way to deny it. Um, interviews by every single person that was there on the strip that day, as well as all of the video footage of the actual shooting, proves that there were bullets coming from all different directions. And I will say this: people try to debunk this statement by saying it is the echo or ricochet of the bullets coming from Mandalay Bay. It's simply impossible. Because you can you can tell the difference between the bullets because, in the footage, the assault rifle used at Mandalay Bay is constant. It's a constant. It's constant. It's constant yeah, it's again, going.
0: the bump stocks making semi-auto pretty much automatic.
1: Yeah, so it it's firing at a very rapid, consistent rate, and the other bullets are firing at a much louder, uh, louder sound and a different rate of fire coming from a completely opposite direction.
0: And there's echoes from each of these. Yes. Coming back like you can tell.
1: Yeah. So there there are d- gunshots no matter what they're from, they're coming from different directions from different weapons. Um now here's where we get a little bit interesting.
0: A little bit more interesting. Okay. Mm.
1: 10 plus victims. There's no official report on the victims themselves. Were killed by dead center between the eyes, headshots coming from a completely flat horizontal angle with no vertical inclination.
0: Good fucking lord!
1: They are—they claim that this is ricochet. That's, However, it's impossible. <laughs> the fact that it happened to more than one or two individuals is astronomically improbable. Yeah, I know um, this
0: is a lot of people, but that doesn't help the odds much.
1: No, it doesn't. Um. So we're talking dead center. Uh, the trajectory of the bullet would suggest that it came directly from, like, you're looking eye to eye. It came from that angle, not from somebody 30 floors above you shooting down. Yeah. Um, the next day, I kind of jump around here, like I said, so bear with yeah, me. Yeah, the
0: timeline is you, you can keep track. You're smart people.
1: Yeah. So the next day. Employees at Planet Hollywood, every single employee that was asked, security, maintenance, uh, gambling staff, hotel staff, every single one denied that evacuation had ever happened. Despite, as I said earlier, video footage and official police reports stating that there was an active shooter occurring in Planet Hollywood. But not a single employee on the next day openly admitted that that happened. They all said that was a lie.
0: Mm-hmm mm-hmm mm. Mm.
1: outside of the events of vegas by the next day by actually by the next morning we're talking 7 a.m okay facebook twitter and youtube took down every single post stating that there could be multiple shooters and this includes private people so everyday people that just put i think there was two shooters yeah taken down and news outlets and interviews with people that stated they saw two shooters so there, were immediately scrubbed.
0: Yeah, so there were news outlets that did cover stories and did report on them that kind of corroborated this. Like, there's more than one person.
1: Yes, so that was that was uh, all scrubbed. The internet took it. Yeah. Um, now, this is something. I'm going to post this on Instagram tonight after this um, recording is done. Um, I'm probably gonna. I don't really know how to do that because I don't. It's not gonna be the first picture because it is the death photo of Stephen Paddock. Yeah, you
0: can't put that as the first one, or else Instagram will like uh, fuck yeah. up your algorithm. So yeah. uh, just start scrolling if you see a post from us.
1: Yeah. Um. So the death photo of Stephen Paddock was released almost immediately after these events. Um. All, like almost too quick. Um. That's beside the point. It's real bloody. Um. And the official death report of Stephen Paddock has him declared dead at noon the next day yeah that's it, when the the report says he died however the photo the death photo was released the night of the shooting
0: that is true also the uh, official like uh the, the cops that were responding like the first ones in the room they saw paddock on the ground and they never went over to check his vitals mm-hmm. they never went to make sure that he was dead
1: no they just assumed yeah Um, so, and also, also what I want to talk about here, um, you'll see in the picture that I post what I'm talking about, but, um, the photo of his face, it shows that the blood is draining from his mouth up. So like his mouth, nose and eyes, um, and he's leaning back. So it's falling upwards. So it's kind of covering his head.
0: His chin is immaculately clean. Yeah. Okay. But
1: he's laying down and there is a, a large pile of dried blood. And on top of that large pile of dried blood, there is a slightly smaller pile of very fresh, wet, gooey blood.
0: And it's kind of like going in a different direction than the other one. Yeah. So we're you know, talking. Like, you'll see it tonight. We're talking two,
1: two separate things. Um, as well as the fact, I'll post this picture as well. Um, he had a wound or blood stains on his chest and. While he was laying down, the rifle that was believed to be used in the shooting was across his foot. So he—I don't know how that would have happened, but it's laying across his leg. Yeah. So that's that's raised some questions. Um, but the gun that was used for the suicide, the .38. Um, different reports. Some say it's anywhere between four and ten feet away from the body. It's above his head, almost out of the picture and his hands are nowhere near there.
0: It's real far away. It, yeah. I know those things got kicked. I shot one, it made me deaf, but I, it's not supposed to be there. It could, it could not have gotten that far away from him exactly. in that direction, especially if it's aimed the opposite way, mm-hmm. going up into his head. Like The yeah, kickback would have sh- been completely different.
1: Yeah, you think the kickback, if you're holding a gun... Unless he
0: shot himself in the roof of the mouth, did a little twirl. Yeah, you know,
1: like if you're... If you're holding a gun in your mouth, even if you're laying down, let's say for this purpose he's laying down or sitting somewhere close to the ground, and he's shooting up, the blood would make sense. The blood would splatter out and up, not down. So the the wound or blood on his chest doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, where'd
0: that come from?
1: And the fact that when he would fall, the kickback would push the gun into his mouth, and it wouldn't fly above him. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. I don't think so. Anyways, the death photo leads to a lot of weird shit. Now this is where I'm. I, this is where I was officially, officially hooked in. Private investigators took sound isolation clips from v- different videos that came in, mm-hmm. and they used official news clips. They used police body cam footage, and they used private people. You know, the videos submitted to them. Yeah. And they isolated the gunshots, and they were able to this was from different people this wasn't just like one particular guy or woman. This was a group effort with multiple different companies corroborating this information yeah that the sound isolation proves that there was more than one gun and more than one caliber being fired at the same time.
0: yeah and it, if that's not proof enough, there's the fucking casings everywhere yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so we're going back I have the timestamp now for the helicopters um, so at 952 pm. The three helicopters, uh, transponders are shut off, making them invisible, the radar. And they hover there, and their uh, their transponders are not turned on until 10.53.
0: This is seven minutes until the supposed first shot is fired through the door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Stephen Paddock. The room records prove that he was not the only person that had his name on the room.
0: Interesting. There were
1: three female companions that were registered to his room and all had keys separately. There were four keys floating around for his room.
0: The old prosties.
1: Um, However, their names were adapted from the casino's report book as well as official records. So Stephen Paddock did have three women that had access to his room at any time, and their name was at the front desk as being a part of the room.
0: Okay? Interesting. Did not know that.
1: Um... Like we said before, uh, no official ballistic reports were ever released by the FBI, but there were certain snippets that came out that you know people were able to gather and kind of mm-hmm. do their own research on. Yeah. Um. And so they go back and they see that 19 victims in total were hit with uh, bullets from impossible angles, either um, horizontally, like we said earlier. Yeah. Or in some cases, there were vertical shots that were completely vertical. Almost suggesting that the bullet went from the top of the head down through the jaw or the or vice versa, went through the jaw up through the top of the head.
0: Good fucking lord.
1: And I understand that vertical makes more sense than horizontal based on where he was.
0: But perfect angles, that does not. Right. Perfect
1: know? angles do not make sense. And we're talking straight up and down. So 19 victims in total that were killed were hit with what would be suggested as far as human knowledge goes as completely impossible angles to hit from where he was at.
0: It sounds like it would just be a fucking gun pressed right up against underneath your chin. Like, point blank. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it sounds like to me, at least. I don't know.
1: So, this one, this is interesting. This is a factual thing, but it it can lead to some conjecture. Uh, Just in case we we veer off for a moment, I want you to know that. Um, Steven Paddock legally owned 19 guns registered to his name. Okay. Um... But on that night, 23 guns were illegally purchased and stored in his room for that very evening. Not a single gun that he legally owned was in that room. Interesting. Which begs the question... Now, this is where the conjecture begins on this comment. um, Which begs the question of, if you are a legal gun owner, especially someone that has knowledge of weapons, don't you think you would prefer to use your customized weapons that are made to your specificities, and you're used to handling, especially if you plan on killing yourself after, cause it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. They, they know who you are. You're going to be fucking dead.
0: Especially if the ones that are in your room have bump stocks and like bipods on them. Like those two things on a single gun don't make sense. Right. They just, there's no use for one and the other.
1: Yeah. So I want to talk about bump stocks for a moment. Um, I know this is this has been a big issue as of, uh, not so far now, but it, lately I should say. Yeah, I
0: mean they're gone now because of this.
1: Um, and yeah, we're gonna come back to this uh, at near the end of the episode. But for those of you that don't know, and I didn't know, I had to do some research. I watched some videos on bump stocks. Essentially, what it is is it's a stock attachment that goes onto the butt of the gun. So when you sit with the gun, and you know the the bump stock would lay in your shoulder, right, like where you would hold it. Yeah. You pull the trigger and the bump stock, the recoil pushes the gun back into your shoulder and the bump stock catches that recoil on your shoulder and forces the gun back forward so you don't have to tap the trigger. You leave your finger in one spot and the bump stock will eat the recoil that pushes back and force the gun back forward so that it keeps rapid firing. Yeah. So essentially, like we said earlier, it can turn a semi-automatic into what would it's technically not an automatic it weapon. It allows it
0: to act as an automatic weapon. It,
1: for video gamers out there, um, it gives you a really good trigger finger. You know, like for video games. Go. Yeah. Like if you've ever played Call of Duty and someone's using like a single shot gun and they can just tap that button super fast, that's essentially the equivalent to a bump stock in real life. Yeah. It, it eats that recoil and it shoots it back so it makes it easier to fire.
0: Notoriously difficult thing to control even to like, gun experts oh absolutely it is um very difficult to control a gun with a bump
1: stock uh, from my research into the bump stock universe um it turns out that pretty much anybody worth their salt in the world of guns and training and handling guns uh they do not use bump stocks they don't like them because they are notoriously inaccurate
0: yeah bullets are expensive you know Mm -hmm. So I hear
1: and the reasoning is this: uh, again, a, a video game is an easy comparison, um, just because it's something I think a lot of people see. Um, but there like again, I hate to use this example because I know it kind of isolates people, but if you are familiar with any type of shooter video game, the more you hold down the trigger on an automatic weapon, the more inaccurate you become
0: and that's based on real life. They want to make it as realistic as possible.
1: Yeah. Because every gun, no matter what it is, has some form of recoil or kickback, whatever you want to call it. And if the more you tap that trigger, the more unstable your hand becomes and the more the gun moves, causing you to shoot off target.
0: Yeah, it's actually like a common problem in gun accidents and just like shooting ranges. If they're using a fully automatic weapon and they start to lose control, some people panic and grip the gun tighter, but in the process, grip the trigger, yeah. so they're just out of control with a gun that's going off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this is it's a very real thing, um, and experts will tell you that bump stocks are not recommended in almost any circumstance, and the reason I keep talking about this bump stock is because, again, picture this. Um, you're in a window aiming down so this bump stock adds length to the the butt of the gun yeah so there's extra length that you have to make up for and put your arm into
0: so you have to adjust your entire shooting method
1: exactly you have to completely alter how you're going to aim not only that but you have to aim down so what that means is you have to put the gun out the window and aim it down to street level so what you'd have to do with that is you would have to lift your shoulder up higher To reach the bump stock. In order for it to successfully work. But. Realistically and just physics. This is just human nature physics. If you're aiming the gun down. With a bump stock. Every time that trigger pulls. The gun is going to lean up. Because you keep pushing into it. It won't go down. It will go up. As far as kickback goes. Yeah. The, the nozzle of the gun. I don't know if that's the term. The nozzle. The, 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 the bullet hole of <laughs> the, the Where gun, the
0: bullet comes out. Goes.
1: Ah. The bullet garage. Screams out
0: of there. The, the barrel. barrel. Yeah, Thank you for that. I, Mitch I is like our fool. gun guy. I sound like a fool. But, it's okay. A lot of people are going to be pissed. That we know nothing about guns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I do know this. That if you're using a an attachment on a weapon. That makes it so that The recoil. It doesn't kill recoil of anything. It wants to have more recoil because it relies on that.
0: Things in motion want to stay in motion. You ever take physics?
1: So in order to accurately fire an automatic, a semi-automatic weapon and turn it into an automatic with a bump stock would be almost impossible with one person. I'm to not, be accurate. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm simply saying that that per- personally... Is something that there are, there's zero ways to prove that that is a possibility. It just isn't. Mm. Um, so that's the bump stock talk. Good Lord. Um, we're we're going to come back to the bump stock later. They're uh, illegal now. In the, so. Yeah, in the conjecture part of the episode. Um, eight of the guns that were supposedly used that night did not have any scopes on them or any attachments. They were random. They were just regular old guns, just like you'd see on the shelf at Cabela's.
0: Yeah, you ever been to Cabela's Mountain right in the middle?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Now here's where things get
1: really funny. Paddock's home was seized by the FBI that next day or early morning the next day. Yeah. Um, so that they could you know research and try to figure out what's going on. So they found some stuff in there. They're looking around, blah blah blah.
0: I think they found like nineteen more guns. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the well, yeah, it's funny because those were all his guns. They yeah, yeah, they were own. just
0: like, okay, these are mine.
1: Um, but the next day after that, the home was broken into by people unknown, and think computers were stolen from the home.
0: <laughs> Again with these fucking computers, man.
1: The official, re- you guys, you guys are not going to fucking believe this when I tell you. The official reasoning that the FBI gave that the home was broken into was because it was very windy outside that day, and somebody <laughs> must have forgot to close the door all the way, so the wind kicked open the door, and then anybody could have just walked right in. Just, just anybody could have inviting
0: in. robbers of like an international tragedy, like evidence house. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone wrote that down and put a stamp of approval on that in the fucking Pentagon. How about that? That is the official reasoning. Maybe the wind blew.
1: (laughs) The biggest domestic terrorist in American history to that point. Oh, my
0: God. His house like,
1: was just not locked. The door was. <laughs> oh
0: fuck! We, we we made an oopsie. It's like something a toddler would tell his mom if he broke a vase or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, the window open is so windy. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god. So
1: that is the official answer. And oh miraculously, the stuff that was stolen uh, was never found again.
0: All these fucking computers, all these hard drives—they're gone except for the one that just so happened to have mm. child porn.
1: Now, this is this is just interesting. It's not particularly related to the conspiracy, but it, it, I think it's an important note to mention. MGM Gaming, the company that owns a good chunk of the casinos out there on the Strip and across mm-hmm. the world, they actually sued 1,000 of the victims for libel and Whoa. defamation of character because they openly went on the news and said that there should have been more security at this event.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. And thinking about it, like, I think we were talking about this earlier, like, Las Vegas is one of the most high, like, there's, you can't fucking go anywhere without at least five cameras on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the, what did what did Mitch tell us? It's the sixth the most. The sixth most uh, surveyed. Yep. In the, in the country. In the entire country of the United States, it is the sixth most surveyed place in the country. Or surveyable, I don't fucking know. They're watching, is what you
0: need to know. They're You watching. know that
1: Rockwell song, uh, Somebody's Watching Me? He pretty much wrote that about fucking Vegas. Okay? Yeah,
0: no, it makes sense.
1: Um, so this is where the juice really gets juicier, okay? We've already got information that's fucking crazy, right?
0: They were squeezing the juice. It,
1: it just gets weirder here. Um, a 4chan post that was published on September 10th of 2017...
0: Day before 9-11. ...stated that...
1: Everyone needs to avoid the Las Vegas Strip and large crowds in general because the government is running what they call, quote, a high incident project, end quote. So this is something that we're going to, th- this is part of a, this is part one of a larger series we'll be doing. Yeah, they're um, all kind of loosely related. but. So next week we'll be talking about false flag operations Um and things of that nature. I hope that wasn't a spoiler, but we're going to get into that. I
0: mean, we're gonna, they're going to find out. Anyway. A
1: very, very, very rudimentary definition for that would be something done intentionally by the government in order for change to come. So an example of that would be if you believe in the 9-11 conspiracy, that would be a false flag operation. Yeah. It was something that was intentionally done not to harm people, but harm was a byproduct of the larger goal of the operation. Yeah,
0: they knew it was going to happen, and instead of doing anything about it, they just grabbed some popcorn and yeah. just like, let's go in a room watch this shit.
1: So for those of you, you know, if you don't know, don't worry. Next week we're going to give like a full-blown cover of that and the history of those and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, for the purposes of this, you know a little bit about that. Um, and part of this false flag operation The main reason behind it, according to the 4chan poster, whose name was just John. Thanks, John. um, He said, or she said, I guess, um, was that this was to show that places around the world that have the highest amount of security does not necessarily make it safe or somewhere that you can feel safe. Yeah. It's supposed to be a scare tactic. Um, He did not say that Vegas was for sure happening or give a date. All he said was that there are multiple cities on the list to be viewed as potential targets, and Vegas currently right now, according to John, is at the top of the list. Yeah. They're the number one spot that they're thinking of. And
0: again, this was like 20 days before the actual shooting occurred. Mm-hmm. And I'm I think I'm not positive, but on that, like you said, the, uh, the other cities were mentioned. Lollapalooza in Chicago, like... Stephen Paddock had a hotel room in, I think it was the Black Star Hotel, the Black Stone, Black Stone right Hotel, right around the corner, dude. The
1: one we used to go to the bathroom. In yeah, that had the best
0: bathroom ever. Dude, I, I shit in there more than any other place downtown. But he had like a fucking room there. He just didn't end up going. Yeah, it's very freaky, very freaky. All right.
1: Yeah. Um, and this is just a, a fun little side note for all of our fucking Snopes lovers I out there. I was going there. to
0: college at that time. I could have been shot.
1: You fucking douchebag Snope people.
0: Snopes are bitches.
1: Snopes says that it is unknown. It is not true or false. And the reason that they give for this.
0: Oh, you're not sure, Snopes? Yes. Yeah, you're Snopes- not sure for once in your fucking lives? Snopes
1: says that this claim from the 4chan post by John is unsure because it is simply too vague.
0: It's the most specific fucking thing I've ever read. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) like, don't go to Vegas. Uh, The government's going to do something. A lot of people are going to die. It's going to happen at the end of the month. Like, what the fuck more do you want?
1: And I know I didn't sit here and, you know, tell you every detail of it, but there's a lot more explicit detail. Um, One that really comes to mind was that pretty much the overall message was, regardless of if it's in Vegas or New York or L.A. or Houston or Chicago or Florida, wherever it is, try to avoid crowds and the he signed off with if you see three black SUVs or vans driving together in synchronicity run away he didn't Get away mention from them.
0: oh snopes says they didn't mention helicopters even though mm-hmm. that's exactly what fucking happened
1: yeah so that's interesting that's an interesting little detail it's just a fun little connector there gonna
0: be fired up about snopes again
1: um Here's a new one. Another one that is corroborated, like I said, in this video, every single thing that I'm saying to you right now is corroborated with proof that you can visually look at and see that it is honest. There
0: is evidence. There's a link below. Go look at it.
1: On September 22nd of 2017, just a week and a little bit of change more than that shooting happened, every employee of the Vegas Strip was subject to an active shooter drill.
0: Oh, great timing!
1: Yep, active shooter drills. Um, now we're getting into a little bit more of the nitty gritty, okay? Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna kind of go into the timestamps here coming in. All right. Um, so forty five minutes before any shots were fired, a woman um, pushed her way through the crowd at the ninety one Harvest Festival, and was telling everyone that would listen to her that they need to leave and they are going to die tonight going to die
0: you know i can't for someone who's gone to a festival i can't say that that's something that would alarm me because people are just dropping acid they're on like fucking molly and shit i've seen way crazier things at fucking like uh uh fucking music festivals than a woman saying that we're all gonna die yeah yeah i saw a man once pass out flat on his back everyone was so concerned he immediately woke up and took out his penis you know it just happens sometimes
1: It it does, but the weird detail is that security had her removed. However, security did not interview her, did not take any information. They don't know her name. They don't have her picture. They have no details about why she was doing what she was doing. She was just removed from the premises. Didn't
0: give her order to authorities, nothing.
1: No, she was just escorted away and moved. Um, Now, this is one that I did not know, but it's quite interesting. And in the video, I'll I'll admit it's a little bit boring because they talk about it for what I consider to be a little bit too long. Um, But every door in the Mandalay Bay, and I also assume in surrounding casinos as well, Mm -hmm. every door has sensors on it. So when the door is closed, the sensor lets you know that it's locked. And the deadbolt slot also has a sensor that lets you know when the deadbolt is in lock. And I think that's like for the purposes of maintenance. So it's like if they're going to go upstairs, you know, you can ask me, I can't get into this room like, what the fuck's going on? They can check the sensor and be like, oh, it's not the key. The deadbolt's locked. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, So there's different, you know, there's sensors for every part of the locking mechanisms on the door. But Steven Paddock's door was heavily manipulated that night. Yeah, a lot of screws. Heavily. No, no, no. This, not even that. Well, screws, too. We don't too. get into that yet. But. Um, it was opened over 15 different times within eight minutes. And somehow, the deadbolt sensor was triggered because according to the security desk at Mandalay Bay, the door was opened four times even though the deadbolt lock was engaged. So the sensor that says Ooh. the deadbolt was locked was active. The room key lock said that the door was locked, but the door was still being opened and closed.
0: So something's just fucky. Yeah, something's, something's fucky. fucky.
1: But what's weird is that it triggered correctly multiple times before this. So no one knows, like, why it did that, but it worked fine. Like, the deadbolt was unlocked, the door was unlocked, and the door opened, but then it started shifting. Once or twice it said the deadbolt was locked and the door was unlocked, but it was open. Then it said they were both locked and the door was open, and it just kept fluctuating. So there was, realistically, there was no way to know if the door was locked or not, because the sensors were all kinds of fucked up. They're out of whack.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: All the sensors were fucked up.
0: Um, and again, just the sensors on the doors and a sensor to literally tell you if a padlock is being used or a deadlock or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The yeah. mo Like one of the most highly secure, not secure, but like the monitored places. Locked, yeah. Like there's cameras everywhere. There, there's sensors on every single lock. And this happened.
1: Yep. Yeah, so there's discrepancies in the sensor mechanisms on the locks themselves. Um, Now we're going to go off the strip a little bit. A little bit off the strip, there's a tourist attraction called Sundance Helicopters. (laughs) That sounds
0: like a crazy male strip club. Right? Sundance
1: Helicopters is a place where you can uh, buy yourself a ticket or a group ticket to go up in a helicopter and be able to see Vegas from the sky and kind of get the whole tour I assume they take you maybe like to the Grand Canyon or not the Grand uh, the Hoover Dam, um, different sites, the mountains out there and shit like that. Um, At about 10:45 p.m., Sundance helicopters called in the police, saying that there were multiple reports of gunshots and there was a woman that had been clipped by a bullet in their facility.
0: In the facility or in a helicopter? In the facility. Good fucking lord! So you might be leading to this, but does that mean that like these? Helicopters were possibly hijacked.
1: We don't know. Oh. We don't know. Mm.
0: Um. So now, this is where I, I
1: kind of talked about this earlier. The overhead view of the venue. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about you know dead center. You got the stage and the venue and the you know the fucking party town. A little bit off and down to the right is Mandalay Bay, kind of clipping the corner there. So if you're looking at the venue directly at the bottom right corner of the square that the venue is, is Gate 7. So that's the entry and exit way. That's Gate 7. The seventh gate. That is the gate that was being overlooked by Steven Paddock in his room. Okay? Okay. Now, discrepancies arrive here because on the official planning of the festival, Gate 7 does not exist. Gate 7 is labeled as 2A. And not 7. Gate so, 7,
0: Building 7, coincidence. Ooh, interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. think of
1: that. But the corroboration here is that it was difficult for security to report to it because that's where people were trying to, you know, I mean, all the different gates were being flooded. But that was like the hot one because that was where Steven Paddock was. That was where the automatic fire was coming.
0: Yeah, that's where you want to get away from.
1: Um, But there, were, it was hard to get there. Because on the official maps and reports, Gate 7 didn't exist. So they were like, what the fuck are you talking about, Gate yeah, 7?
0: Yeah, they're just driving around with their dicks in their hands. So,
1: outside of Gate 7, just below Mandalay Bay, right off the tip of the map, the, of, in the picture that I have, is called. It's an apartment building called Oasis Apartments. Okay, This is off the Strip, technically, but it's you know regular old apartment buildings like you'd see anywhere in the world. It's
0: the Oasis from the Strip. Yeah.
1: Police were called to Oasis Apartments, because multiple people had seen two men in all-black clothing run into the bushes, throw their clothes, and change into new clothes and leave. Miraculously, all of the cameras on the exterior of the building and Mandalay Bay did not catch any footage of this.
0: Oh, good lord.
1: But there there are official police reports... That say people called in to report individuals changing outside of Oasis rep- Apartments.
0: Can we talk about the fact that the only footage that exists of anything in this entire story is from like body cams or people's cell phones that were in the crowd? Mm-hmm. No camera footage from anywhere in Vegas, even in the days leading up. Paddock was there for weeks. No footage of this guy. Right. There's nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing at all. So now here, we're getting to the tail end here, guys. I know you've stuck with me for a while. We're getting to the tail end here. We're running long, and I like it. This is where we are going to get into the official timestamps that are on police body cam footage and corroborated by reports and video. Yeah. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. At 11.03 p.m., multiple calls reported a shooter on the casino floor of New York, New York Casino which is a few casinos down from Mandalay Bay, so not too far. Okay. Walkable distance. Yeah. Um, Five separate calls and over 100 witnesses all reported the same thing, that there was a man on the casino floor with an automatic weapon firing into the crowd. Um, New York, New York. Security denied that it had ever happened, despite all the reports and the police actually showing up to answer those reports at New York, New York. At 11.07 p.m., the bomb squad was called out to the Luxor Casino parking lot, which is next door to the Mandalay Bay, for a car that had exposed wires on the outside of the engine, suspicious of a bomb, followed by a bomb threat called in to the Las Vegas Police Department.
0: Good fucking look, And, okay, this might be something you have the answer to. Was it Paddock's car? It was not. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. All right, it's just interesting. Okay. At 11.18 p.m.,
1: police respond to calls of an active shooter at the Aria Casino down the strip. At 11.19, more police respond to the Bellagio for a man with a gun shooting into the crowd on the casino floor. At 11.20, this is what Jake said earlier, Paddock's room was officially breached. In the hallway at 11.19 p.m., Cops are told to cut their body cams. Cut them off. Get them off. Mm -hmm. Turn them off. No more. No more body cams. Turn it off. Uh, However, there were two individuals uh, that left their body cams on, which play a big role in what's to come next. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this is when CNN reported. Now, CNN, the Again, not to get political on you, everybody likes to have their little beef with everybody about fake news. CNN completely lied to everybody and said that there was a massive shootout between Steven Paddock and SWAT officers despite body cam footage and official reports saying he was dead long before they entered the room.
0: Dude, CNN is notorious for getting on a story quicker than anyone, and so they don't have all the information they need to make a reliable fucking story. Yeah. That's, they're notorious for that. Something like that happened in the fucking uh, D.B. Cooper episode that we did last week. The, yep. D.B. Cooper's name isn't even D.B. Cooper. That's the first guy they interviewed. His name was Dave Cooper, and that wasn't even his name either. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's news CNN, sucks.
1: CNN dropped the ball. Now, I don't think you guys are ready for this information, because this is where the case gets blown wide the fuck open.
0: Ooh. Okay, <laughs> you just take a little breath there.
1: Police officers, the two of them that have their body cams on, there's actually a couple others at this point that still have them on, and I have a feeling they just didn't they're, like, tense. They didn't think about it I'm, yet. You yeah, know. I'm
0: pretty sure, isn't it, like, after you turn off a body cam, it still catches audio or something for minutes? Something like minutes, that. Like something like that.
1: But this is actually corroborated by footage. I, you can see the footage in the video. at 11 20, From 11.20 to 11.22, while cops are searching the room, there is not a single sign of a broken window in Steven Paddock's hotel room. This is corroborated by no glass on the floor, the blinds being shut, and one police officer actually admitting out loud to the camera that the window is not broken and it is, in fact, quite intact. Yeah. What? This is on video that the the window in Steven Paddock's room was never broken. It was still closed. Good Despite Lord. all the guns and the dead body in the room, the window is sealed shut. At 11.56 p.m., 36 minutes after the cops enter the room for the first time, this is when we get the first time-stamped footage of a broken window. And the footage comes from one of those helicopters that turned their transponder off. Okay? Okay.
0: Was the transponder back on at this point? Yep. Okay.
2: Now, keep sense. in
1: mind. Now, you want to get even more interesting. We're going to travel back about 20 minutes. At 11.34 p.m., the room directly below Stephen Paddock in the same like exact angle of the hotel, but about 10 floors down, the 20th floor, directly below, like I said, Paddock's room, called the police and reported what sounded like an explosion and an immense amount of fallen glass. Interesting.
0: It's very interesting.
1: Now, corroboration again at 1136 a call from the 33rd floor of the Mandalay Bay in the same area that Steven Patrick's room is in, just three floors above. Just above. A panicked woman calls to report sounds of an explosion and what sounds like tons of glass falling.
0: Oh, my God. Well, you, fuck. God damn it, police. Mm-hmm. You know how many kids have been busted for breaking glass in just, like, junkyards? Yeah. They're fucking blowing out windows in hotel rooms.
1: So, I want to stop on this for a quick moment. I only got a couple little more things here, but Steven Paddock, the, the video footage of his room shows that the windows were not broken at all. As a matter of fact, they are very much closed. And within 15 minutes of police being in the room, multiple people, different sources, and we're talking 13 floors apart. So these are like Completely unrelated people hearing the same thing. Yeah. Call in less than ninety seconds apart to report the same exact sound. And this is before we get the first footage at all of a broken window from Stephen Paddock's room. Fuck. Mm
0: hmm. Well, it wasn't him. Um, it wasn't it wasn't Paddock, I don't think.
1: No. Um, so the police that report uh, reported to Stephen Patrick's room and the neighboring rooms, like on that same floor. Yeah. Um. As soon as they left and went back to the police station, every single one of them had to sign non-disclosure agreements. Sounds about right. Um, from eleven twenty-three p.m. to eleven fifty-six. Which, 11.56 is when we got the first glance at the broken window. Makes sense. All of the footage that was recorded from the helicopter view was redacted and not allowed to be vis- uh, visualized by anybody. Officially not available anywhere. It's redacted. At 11.26 p.m., the cops blasted the wall and into the adjoining room that Paddock had uh, as well. And the cops, one of the cops in the room accidentally, air quotes, accidentally discharged his firearm three times into the gaping hole of the hotel room.
0: Three times. Three shots. An accidental three shots.
1: And if you don't believe anything I'm telling you, this is all on video. It's all on body cam footage. You can watch it.
0: And something else about the other room that uh, that was attached to Paddock's room, Mm -hmm. it was locked from the other side. Yes. He had no access to it. Yeah. And apparently there were broke like that glass was also broken.
1: At eleven thirty five PM, a man is reported walking into the Luxor bathroom with a handgun. Police respond. Oh my god. At eleven thirty-five PM, the police in Steven Paddock's room, this is a conversation that the two cops are having. Yeah. One cop says, basically, Who the fuck is doing all this? How is this possible? And the cop with the body cam on says, there's got to be multiple shooters because the guy in this room has been dead for a minute. Direct quote. This guy has been dead for a minute.
0: (laughs) Are these the two cops that start raiding his fridge? (laughs) Yeah. And 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 there's a timestamp on
1: that, too. At 11.27 p.m., uh, two of the cops in the raid uh, open up the mini fridge and take all the Pringles and bottled water. (laughs) That's just fun.
0: That's I mean, that's fun. a day you're going to be needing to be refueled for the job, I suppose. That's just a fun little That's detail. just a fun little tidbit. Um,
1: so that is the events of that. I have two more facts. One, these two are kind of both open-ended with no response. Uh, they just add to the overall weirdness of the whole day. Um, the money that was raised on GoFundMe by the city of Las Vegas for the victims and the funeral costs and just a general donation... You know, to the cause. Yeah. None of that money was ever actually donated. It was all actually lost. And all of the money collected was never returned. And it was never actually donated Uh, to anything. Are we
0: really, uh, you know, like surprised that literally the city of Vegas stole a lot of money? (laughs) Well, valid point. Valid point. (laughs) But it is fucking weird.
1: Now, this is where I will tell you this. There's one part of a fact here that I'm going to say. Steven Paddock, as a man, in liquid cash, was worth well over $1 million. There's no den- That is an actual fact. There's no denying that he was worth over $1 million. Yeah, I
0: think in an interview, his brother put it at $2 million in like yeah. his net worth.
1: This dude had some cash, and he liked to gamble. So this is where the facts end. I'm going to tell you what I think happened and why. Okay, okay.
0: and before we go any further, I, I do want to say... That just because we are presenting a story that is presented to the public, and then also all these things to contradict it, it does not minimize the people that were affected by it. Like the victims, Funny, people still fucking die. Yeah, the people that died, their families, all the people that were injured and their families. We're not trying to diminish any experience that you had. No, yeah, like they got fucked up. Okay, okay like that's. Like we're just looking at it because this is fucking weird. All no, right. it is weird. It's fucking weird. But hey, I just felt the need to say that. Hey,
1: I, I respect it. I completely respect it. Here, Here's where my opinion lies, okay? It was brought to um, the point in this video, and I, I happen to believe with her, uh, Mindy Robinson. Now, keep in mind, if you if you want to watch this video... Um, a lot she, of right-leaning sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, she is a very uh, outspoken, like, right-wing, pro-life enthusiast, and... Um, does that, has,
0: has that come up in the video?
1: Is she, in the beginning, she just tells That's you about weird. her. <laughs> okay. um, but it, it, in no way does that diminish uh, her credibility. Only because, like I said, the reason I use this video as a source is because every single thing that she said was brought with facts. It was never just delivered to you as words and you had to take it. Yeah. There was something there that proved what she was saying and she never said she kind of did like what i did like it was never like well they called the cops because it was this going on it was just they called the police like why did they do that you know what i mean and this
0: is what was said here's the audio of it yeah let's look at this
1: so it's very just in your face brutally honest you don't have to like what she believes in i don't fucking care what you like But what she delivers to the table is extremely, extremely interesting and factual. Yeah. And what she said that makes a lot of sense to me is that Steven Paddock was probably an illegal gun runner. Um, This would explain why he had so many unmodified illegal weapons in his room. Because that was it's like the showroom floor. You know, you got to show your yeah. products.
0: And he's got a lot of, like, little accessories, the bump stocks, the scopes. He's got, uh, you know, all that stuff. A lot Maybe, of magazines, yeah. high-octane uh, high magazines.
1: The one very important uh, piece that he had was tracer rounds. And what's interesting about that is I, I'm not super familiar with what they are. But they're, they're the bullets that, you know, they, they really go boom. Like, they yeah, like show bullets.
0: When they're when they're shot off, there's actually, like, a, I, I don't know what chemical it is, but there's a chemical that trails behind it that creates sparks. Yeah,
1: they look fun.
0: fun they're Mitch good. said they're fun for nighttime.
1: They're really good for, like, a YouTube video. Like, if you're going to show people your new gun. Yeah, like, was
0: it uh, something SPF Russia? Yeah, something yeah.
1: like that. Um, so he had a lot of tracer rounds as well that were not used in the shooting.
0: Mitch has something to say.
1: Mitch, what are you, oh, you tapping no, in Mitch, here? do what you're going to say, but I have something to add
0: to it. Okay. okay, so
1: this is everything he has. And the reason that he may or may not, well, he was a big gambler, but the yeah. reason could have possibly been, in my opinion, and her opinion as well, he was using the funding that he got from illegal gun running and laundering that money through gambling. And the reason that that is to be believed is because in September of 2017, Stephen Paddock paid up all of his taxes on his gambling winnings for that year. So, why would a man who's planning on offing himself and hundreds of people pay his taxes? What would be the point of that?
0: To launder money, of course.
1: Everything that he needed, the money he wired to his wife, you know, anything he had. Yeah, might have been seized, but you couldn't seize other things in other countries. Yeah, and he was going to be dead. So the idea that he paid his taxes makes little to no sense as far as this whole story goes. Mitch, what do you got? got Oh, I was just
3: gonna add in the uh, how you said that he's probably like an illegal uh, gun dealer or whatever. Uh Like it kind of like that point kind of makes sense. Like yeah, you said he had the tracer rounds. And uh and you also mentioned the tannerite. So maybe if like he was selling those weapons, like, oh, he'd let he'd let whoever was buying them, you know, test them out and using tracer rounds is fun and also tannerite, which is you Yeah, know, the big boom ones. Yeah, which is you know, like you know, you need something to shoot and tannerite would be the most fun thing to shoot. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to sell these weapons, you know, it could add add something to the effect. You exactly. Know?
1: If a
0: salesman so literally gave me a product that he was like you can blow some shit up with this, I would buy it immediately. Yeah. I would have bought a gun off Stephen Paddock.
1: Now this dude I don't know. I did not I did not have time to do a lot of illegal gun trade research, but I would go out on a limb and say that the variety of weapons that he had in his room some scoped, some not. Some had bip- uh, the bipods on it. Some didn't.
0: He had like a Ruger fucking uh, bolt action. Like, right. What was he going to use that for? And what they say he did.
1: Yeah. Some had bump stocks. Some did not. Some. So like, the way to put this is that some were dressed, and some were just generic just weapons. Stock. Yeah. And that is something that I would imagine you would see in a gun show. Like, you know, very yeah. fancy, high-grade weapons and very just standard weapons that you could do what you want with.
2: Yeah,
0: bells and whistles, and then just if you want to go playing Jane, you know, you do it.
1: Exactly. So, that is where my opinion on Stephen Paddock goes. That doesn't answer the question as to what the fuck was all this for.
0: Yeah. So, the the motive, a lot of people, there's so many different, like, options, a lot of different takes. Oh, Okay. Yeah. But what you mentioned earlier and what I kind of agree with but found a little bit of a a snafu in there uh, is that this was something like a false flag operation got like uh, carried out by the government to maybe do something in line with what happened in Australia with their mass shooting problem. And After that one big mass shooting, all guns were taken away. I feel like I agree with you in saying that that was probably what the government was trying to do here. But also... I, I i don't know man like well, they, yeah. there's way too many like factors that like the police have reports that are that differ from like the things that uh just employees of casinos were told to do like it, it feels like they had the wrong people in on on this for that to be an effective thing you oh, know I agree. and if it's something of this magnitude i feel like they would dot their eyes across their T's, yeah. you know and that's like,
1: why i'm not sure sh- i'm not certain that that's what it was it
0: does seem like the most feasible logical thing
1: i have i have three opinions and i think that they can all kind of work together and if if i'm correct i'm not saying i am if i'm correct i think that this is the route that they were going i don't necessarily think in entirety that they were trying to ban guns like australia has done um, Maybe just
0: button it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, very much button it very up. Very much. Tighten it up, make sure everything's like, you know, eyes are dotted and T's are crossed all that shit. Um, I think that was a factor. I think another factor was um, security um, because there are, in the video, it was a little confusing, and I didn't dig into it too much because I had already done a lot of digging on the actual conspiracy Um, But there were security companies that made significant amount of uh, money from this event Mm -hmm. because immediately after, like I'm talking within a week of this happening, casinos were in talks with very high-tech security companies to have x-ray-like machines that would scan everybody coming in, out of the building, in, out of the hotel, in, out of restaurants, shops, everything. There would be it would be a damn near trillion dollar investment for the Vegas Strip. Yeah, I'd say to add these extra measures of security, and I think that they really, really could have done that if they played it up, played it up more. But this is where they dropped the ball because I don't know if you guys know this or not. Um, I mean, we lived through it, but I don't know if you paid attention to it because I certainly didn't. This story lasted less than 72 hours on the news cycle.
0: And then it just completely disappeared, just all all the way on the back burner.
1: By October 4th, there was not one major news outlet that was reporting any new information on the Vegas shootings. And don't come after me and say, they reported on it. No, they they talked about, like, the funerals and the memorials and the things like that. And Vegas did, you know, like, the hour of darkness where they turned everything off and, like, silently, you know had their moment and whatever.
0: But the investigation side of this all was all but gone. Exactly. It the actual
1: gone. investigative reporting on what happened in Vegas was done by October 4th of 2017.
3: Yeah, and it was crazy how the police chief it just seemed like he was like just so nervous because yeah. there's this just this amount of pressure that was on him to try to cover up all of the things that happened. Just like the only thing that was you know really you know talked about was the shooting itself not all these weird you know uh people seeing you know gunmen and bullets and hearing gunshots in different places you know on the strip and it the cops the cops just made it they they look incompetent oh yeah when you look at all these it's beyond incompetency it's a cover-up
0: yeah it's it's weird not very much seems that way there was uh one of the uh the the first um, responding officers was actually interviewed. And when he was described, like that quote I mentioned earlier about he's like, we were tripping on guns. Like, it was crazy. Uh I watched that. He's literally smiling. He's literally, like, smirking because of what he's saying. Like, he's saying things and then beginning to smirk. He's like, yeah, he was just, like, on the floor. We didn't check him. Like, uh, we were tripping on guns. It was crazy. We had Pringles. He didn't say that. But they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know these. All these cops just seem, at least all the cops that I saw footage of that had to do with it after the fact, seemed a bit joyous oh, yeah. <laughs> about it. Like it was, oh, it's yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, I and here here's the big important thing. Or I guess I didn't finish my third thing. My third thing would be agreeing with the four chan post of it simply being a false flag operation. It just in not But this one doesn't really make a lot of sense to me as much. There's no end game in that. It's simply just a, a message of no matter what you think is safe is no longer safe. Like there's no safety anywhere. I mean,
0: safety's always been an illusion, but to bring it to the forefront with such a a chaotic event mm-hmm. that you put into play, it's insane.
1: And here here's my official cum- cumulative report of what I think actually happened and why. Okay. I think that this was a way a false flag operation for america to extremely alter their gun laws possibly even get a good amount of people to support banning guns as a whole and that movement could start early and last for a while and maybe get the the results eventually but i think that it was botched so horribly no very much so and there were so many things That didn't make sense. The information that we shared with you today in the last 90 minutes is all information that it's very hard to find, but it's out there. It's it's, out there. People have it saved. It's official footage. It's real things that could be connected to that night. Yeah. And I think if they tried to push it because of this, that would open the door to answer questions. Think of 9-11. 9-11 has a lot of loose ends, but it was big enough and national enough and it made sense at the time to where people didn't bother to question it. And it was nowadays you can just sweep it under the rug. It's over. It's gone. It's done. Yeah. But when that happened, that's one of those things that you move very swiftly on you. If that was what their goal was by the next year, they would have wanted guns banned. That is true. But I think that it was fucked up so badly So many loose ends, so many unanswered questions, things that make absolutely zero sense. That if anybody even asked a question about it, it would open the door to actually see what the end result plan was. Yeah, and that would have fucked over everybody.
0: Very much so. A person in the right, uh, you know, uh, seat of power. Oh, yeah. Asking that question, it would be.
1: You'd be done for. It would be fucking. Everything would be dismantled. All out
0: there, yeah. Nothing would make sense. And then but,
1: that would add legitimacy to older things. Like I said, nine eleven. That would come back up. People yeah. would start asking questions. People start about questioning
0: everything. everything. If one thing, it's a domino effect. Oh yeah, you know. And I agree. And like another thing, like that, kind of supports the point you're making. Is yeah, they they want guns to look so bad and deadly, which they are, but that they're gonna pin all these dudes. Shooting everyone all around Las Vegas on one single man. Oh yeah, they're just like this is what guns can do. So they want mm-hmm. us to think, you know.
1: And I I think that's why not only did nothing ever come of it, but I think that's why it was never investigated further or talked about in that light anymore because it it's too it's too fragile. If you can't open that up, you're gonna you're going to lead the way for so many things to go wrong yeah. that you can't possibly talk about that anymore. No, that's true. It's done. And I think that, to be honest with you, I think they kind of got the message because after that happened, I'm not saying that shootings are gone. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that mass shootings don't still happen. They do. But the numbers and the news coverage of them has incredibly decreased it's since
0: that event. It dwindled very much so. do there was, I, we, I'm pretty sure we brought this up on the show. There used to be, like, s- school shootings, just at random shootings at all every week mm-hmm. for, like, a long period of time. And this happened, and it's just kind of all, it, it hasn't stopped, but it's at least slowed down, and it's very much so not being covered as much.
1: Oh, yeah, you don't hear about that shit anywhere, and it it's just weird. It's just weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure why, but it definitely it it's I can't even tell you it's fucking weird. I think uh, if well, like this one clearly
3: seems like a cover up and you know a false flag. But if there if there were a bunch of false flags to try to get rid of guns, yeah, it's like you said. Like I think they got the picture that you're not gonna get rid of people's guns. Like this is America. Like. There's there's no chance in hell, and that's probably why we don't hear about you know those things on the news anymore. Because right. it's like you are it's a losing battle. Like you are going to lose if you're trying to you know take away guns.
0: Mm-hmm. They tried to kill the king, but they didn't kill the king, and that's nope. what you're not supposed to do is not kill the king when you're trying to
1: kill him. And here's my final thought. Not not being political, not trying to ruffle any feathers. I just want to state a simple idea. You can tell me I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. I'm not sure. Email I, us I, at gmail.com. Yeah. I want you guys to be honest with me if my comparison it may or may not be correct from an American standpoint. I know foreign countries are different. They view things much differently than we do
0: here. Very foreign.
1: Now, a gun in no way, shape, or form would I argue that it isn't a deadly weapon. Because it is. That's its definition.
0: It's uh, That's generally its only use.
1: However... There are a lot of things that are used in day-to-day life that are considered deadly weapons. Knives, frying pans.
0: Knives, frying Uh, pans,
1: cars, buses, semi-trucks.
0: You swallow a feather weird, you're going to die.
1: These are all deadly weapons that, in the right circumstances and used for the right purposes, are very important necessities of day-to-day life. I'm not saying that a gun is necessary for life. I'm just saying... I if you couldn't tell, I'm pretty down with guns. Like I'm cool with guns. I don't I care no about guns. I,
0: I mean, I feel like the the biggest problem that people have with guns and the use of them is the fact because anything can kill you. Like we said, like you can use anything to kill yeah. anyone. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just the the effectiveness of guns. It's like it's their sole purpose is basically to shoot them. And if you're not shooting them at a person, you're shooting them at a target practicing for if you need to. Yep. And it can be done so quickly
1: oh yeah i want to say this to before we sign off here i got two one thing about this and one thing about another thing
0: here wait a minute i did want to mention oh yeah, yeah. that uh yeah, what is it was al-qaeda It was either yeah, Al-Qaeda. al-qaeda or isis i'm pretty sure there was a terrorist group that took credit for this shooting it was isis it was isis isis was just like that was totally fucking us they said stephen paddock uh converted to islam uh like six months prior Weird. With no proof. With no proof. There's no proof. But the, you know that's that's their game. It's terror. I don't know if they said that, Mitch. The internet's a crazy place. Yeah, I'm not sure. At Taliban underscore fuck you.
1: I will say this. I, I think I can officially say this. This is my opinion again.
0: I don't think Paddock this, did it. No, I, he did. He, <laughs> he did. That's understood at this point.
1: Um, but no, I was about to say. I honestly have to say. If you guys are listening up to this point of the episode, this may be the best episode we've done yet.
0: No, I like it a lot. The Ruby Ridge one was was up there, but this trumps it.
1: This is quite literally the reason the show was made, to talk about conspiracies in a different way and add some opinion to it. Yeah,
0: now I'm about to go out to my car and be strangled by piano wire. I'm sure yeah, you never it. know. You yeah. never know. Yeah.
1: Um, But also, I do want to throw this in there. Um, so I do apologize for the Patreon listeners. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. episode that would have been published yesterday, um I was busy and not home until late in the evening. We're sorry. So y'all. it did not we did not get a chance to do that, but we will be publishing that on Monday.
0: Yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do an extra long one. Yeah. Um, not quite this long. This is a long episode. I love it. I like doing this, man. We should make longer episodes i think these you know, next no longer than two I mean, but well, you, know, you
1: know what i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you guys this now
0: what's with the parts why do we keep breaking it into parts
1: this is a very uh loosely based series that is gonna last us for quite a while i think at least a month and it it's gonna be for those like kevin smith fans out there you know the director
0: uh, the guy with the big clothes
1: yeah like his the view askew universe think of that as our episode it's a bunch of movies that are like Similar in certain ways, but they're their own separate movies. This is our
0: ABCs of Death of a Podcast yeah, series. Yeah, this is
1: our series that is going to be very loosely connected by the idea of false flag operations and mass murdering events. Conceptual. And it, it it's all connected in the idea that there's more to the story than we actually know. Yeah. And th- it's going to go in a couple different avenues, but if you like this episode... You're gonna get uh, quite a few more of these because it's gonna go into different directions from here on out.
0: Very much so, and I will just throw out there because we haven't really considered this, but I feel like we might need it. There may or may not be a little break episode in between, I at least one so. or two of these. I imagine so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- this is kind of the the pool we're swimming in for at least a month here. Yeah, uh, probably gonna go longer, honestly. So, so yeah,
1: we're gonna we're gonna tr- we, we're kind of angling into something new here. And the idea is instead of such a regimented, like, part one, part two, break, part one, part two, or just part one, empty, over, it's sort of a. It, think of this as a basket. We're weaving this shit together yeah. into one grand thing that all connects into one idea, and that being that the. Whether it be the government or the major news outlets in the country are not telling the true facts of the story.
0: Probably both. Um. Yeah, so we're putting all our eggs in this one basket, and that's generally not what people say to do. But in this analogy, it's good.
1: Yeah, and it's coming at you okay. hot.
0: So yeah, hot, steaming basket of eggs.
1: We do love you guys. I Again, I apologize for the Patreon. That will be up on Monday, uh, before 6 p.m. on Monday. It will. We so, love you,
0: patrons. There's a link below for that, by the way. You can get a shirt.
1: Oh, yeah, you'll have a hot new episode for to start your week. Um, we'll probably talk to his, Honestly, we'll probably have some more to say about this.
0: Yeah. We'll mention it, probably complain about work or something. There, uh, there's a whole, be here.
1: The, believe it or not, there's actually a whole other theory that I completely took off of my research about the connections to a Saudi Royal, that was in Vegas during the events of the shooting. What's
0: with people in Saudi Arabia being involved in massive terrible things that happened in America? Uh
1: huh. And I, I took it all because it didn't really fit the this. the timeline that I wanted to cover for this. Um. So depending on if I have the drive to actually like look more into that. Either way, well, you know, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, but I, we'll get some more on this. We'll tell you a little bit what's going on in his life and have some fun with you.
0: We'll figure it out and we'll all do it together because we are starting a cult and you're a cult member, you listening. Yes you are. All right, And yeah, just like just like Shawnee. Um so anyway, yeah, that's that was a fucking crazy episode. I'm very glad we did that. No, it it worked
1: out. It was beautiful. It was great. Um, You guys, I hope you like it. Um, We we wanted to try something new, see if the fans react to it. So let us know what you think.
0: Who knows? Might be taken down. Maybe we're going to die. Yeah, yeah, I know. But in the meantime, you can follow us on all the stuff. You got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm back into Twitter. I mentioned it earlier. There we go. And, uh, yeah, we're on YouTube. You can like it, subscribe, comment there. Give us some suggestions. They're all on a list. You know that. I say that a lot. And then... Start a cold at gmail.com. And there's a Patreon link below. We got bi-weekly episodes. And if you want a shirt, you just tell us you want a shirt if you're a patron and we'll give it to you. Fucking, hey, we will. We'll give it to you, and we'll probably work on the uh the PTO box. I know we've. Uh, PTO box? The PTO, the PO box. I'm thinking paid time off. I really need that. I but, need um, that
1: shit too. I got, no, I, the I PO have, box. Guys, I work for the fucking state of Indiana, and I have to work on a Saturday. Is that some nonsense, or what? <laughs> I'm yeah, outraged.
0: I work every Saturday, but that's just because I'm in the service industry. Yeah, that, uh, I, that does suck, but it's
1: like, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm working like sense. a nine to five office gig, and they're like, you got to come in at eight on saturday like. and leave at noon <laughs>
0: like what is that but uh but yeah we're gonna work on a p.o box i know that's uh that was an empty promise in the past but maybe we'll try to make it right here in the future
1: yes it will we're trying to ramp up some changes to the show yeah i'm um, probably
0: gonna get a tiktok ooh. and it's going to be the show's tiktok
1: i'm cool with that okay
0: so if that's cool yeah i'm just presenting this now to you. One. is that cool
1: I have one. I wanted to start doing it, but just know uh, you guys know me. I'm I'm a bit of a troll when it comes to things.
0: You aren't very nice on the internet.
1: And i See, I'm not rude. I'm just very no. You, obstinate.
0: you just know how to elicit stupid people into saying things that are that make them angry, and then you laugh. So haha. Yeah, and I'm, know, not it's, it's good. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. I'm proud of you for doing it. I like it, but... but
1: I don't want to connect the podcast to that and then some like comment argument thread that I'm in gets like tagged to that and it's like, Well this guy's a dick. Fuck this shit. I don't want to be a part of that. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you yeah. know, we could we'll both fuck around. Maybe we'll make some videos or something. I don't know. We'll see what we do with that. There'll it, probably but. be
0: a lot of footage in Navi and maybe my dog Gus and uh <clears throat> I don't know, maybe like uh the place the the room we're in that's dark where we're doing our research. Who
1: knows? It'll be Tick Dog.
0: There'll be a little I'll actually have to clean my desk so bits. it doesn't
1: look like monstrous.
0: Oh, it does look so good. No,
1: it really does. It looks it.
0: good, man. What's what's wrong with this?
1: It's just fucking a bunch of wires and not and fucking garbage and. There's a Zen
0: garden. Up. There's a Coke bottle. There's two lamps. Yeah, there's
1: like an old 1993 Army of Darkness like thing on the desk.
0: Cigar cutter. There's
1: moose lamp. had a
0: popcorn award. What uh, what the hell is
1: that? Like, I don't know something from work. I don't know. It's we just had, a
0: picture of popcorn with your name on it.
1: We had a big a big uh, King Tut puzzle up on the wall
0: yeah there's a light without a bulb in it there's yeah, a wire hanging from that it'll be fine you guys <laughs> uh, will see where we do this show. yeah you'll see where that what the studio is uh i'll have to vacuum yeah oh fu- that means i have to vacuum you bitch that's true <laughs> all right anyway uh yeah that was our episode for the week we are starting a cult that's grand i'm jake mitch was here yep thank you so much bye guys